You're not alone when it comes to trying new shiny diets, each one promising to make you feel incredible until you realize it's making you feel hungry and deprived and damaging your confidence a little more than the last diet you tried. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Podcast Show, a podcast on a mission to help you break free from yo-yo dieting and equip you with evidence-based advice so you can feel more confidence in yourself without ever feeling deprived. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner practitioner, an author, a keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Each episode is created to help you take one step forward in your weight loss journey without being on a diet. Each day, I will bring you a wealth of knowledge about how you can lose weight without being on a diet. And each week, I'm going to be joined by a guest or a client that's going to give us the insights and the expert advice in the world of well-being. So together, we can learn from real-life trial and triumphs. What is the big hype with the superfoods? Is kale a superfood? But you absolutely hate it? Ooh, should you be forcing it down your throat, putting it in the shakes and trying to disguise it somehow? Do you really need to do that? You don't. Yes, there are some foods which are super, but you can live without them if you don't like them. Why don't you tune in to find out what I say about superfoods versus regular foods? Good evening everybody and welcome to our Thursday evening coaching, nutrition coaching. So how have you been guys? How have you been? How's your week been? Did you manage to implement the things that we spoke about last week maybe? Or any questions regarding the last coaching session that we had? Um, but today's topic is superfoods as requested by, by you guys. Um, somebody actually particularly asked for, can you talk about superfoods? So I thought, absolutely, I would love to talk about this point because I think there's a massive hype out there about superfoods are superfoods are good for this, that and the other and the regular foods are not. So maybe people eating regular foods thinking, oh, I'm never going to get to that if superfoods are the foods that I should be eating. And you don't probably know what superfoods are actually. Or you've heard about superfood of the month in one of your newsletters. Um, or a magazine maybe or any health weight loss thing that you follow and you want to know what is the fuss all about and what actually happened to the good old-fashioned food so what I'm going to do today is bust some myths out for you put it in perspective give it some context because it's all about what your goals are what your weight loss journey is what your weight gain journey is it could be what your health journey is and that this superfood all actually depends on where you are going with what foods you're eating right now and, and the biggest thing obviously is what you like so if you're trying to force the superfood down your throat right now i will say don't because superfoods is not what you think it is um, and if you are if you've got a whole menu of foods on your list right now and you're like i'm eating all the superfoods and that's why because i want to be healthy but you absolutely hate them and you don't like the taste of them maybe you didn't grow up with those foods and you're forcing yourself to have those foods and i want to tell you today that when i give you a comparison between regular food and some of the superfoods i'm not going to go through all of them or superfoods labeled superfoods just to give you a context of what this is all actually about okay so 
can't quite see right now at the moment who's actually joined or not so I do uh, apologize I haven't said hello to anybody there is one person watching awesome um, hello welcome <laughs> and do uh, feel free to ask any questions that you may have um, in between any time so I will look over this side on my screen to see if there's any questions come up and then answer you and if you watch the replay again if you have a question on replay just let me know uh, as well I will always see them they will come through to me as notification and I will uh, try my best to reply to all of those okay so let's talk about superfoods versus regular food why nutritional facts don't tell the whole story do they now so are superfoods always the right choice for your health we're gonna compare five foods today in this particular session and that will probably change the way you look at food forever okay let's talk about first and foremost <clears throat> plenty of people hate kale who likes kale if you do let me know in the in the comment below if you like kale and um, it doesn't matter that it's so-called superfood but yes it is actually quite super it is really good it has got a lot of nutrients uh, etc in it hey Zainab how you doing how are you long time no see my friend okay so after all you can't help what you like or don't like but should you force the superfood down your throat even if even if you don't like it imagine me having a client and me saying to the client hello Camilla how are you doing hi Angelica how are you doing guys awesome but blast from the past so imagine you um, imagine I had a client and I'm saying to this client um, I just like I, I want you to have kale and I want you to have berries and I want you to have quinoa and I want you to have um, you know all of these superfoods and they're like I absolutely hate the taste of all of this bar I'm like well you want to lose weight you're gonna have to eat that you want to be healthy you're gonna eat that I don't think I'll be very popular plus it's something I totally don't believe because I would not eat anything I don't like that is a must I love good food I love tasty food I love to experiment with food so there's no way I would be telling any of my clients that you need to hey Janae how are you doing hey mummy mum's joined mum's my biggest fan she joins morning and evenings so why why is it popular to put some foods on pedestal above others due to their nutritional level there is more to healthy eating than nutritional facts and the labels okay so context matter preferences matter goals matter it depends on what your goal is and it's never as simple as good food versus bad food healthy versus unhealthy it's not as simple as that why I'm going to tell you in a minute to show you why I've taken a closer look at five foods I'm going to go through with you today so nutrition so let's let's talk about some of these de uh, demonized foods right now so what's going on at the moment which I hear a lot because I'm in this industry right to my here neutron pack kale versus basic iceberg lettuce what would one use that power grain quinoa versus white rice oh my god I'm never gonna eat white rice I don't say that I'm saying this is what I hear cancer fighting blueberries versus starchy bananas they're gonna make you fat trendy coconut oil versus good old plain olive oil fat fidgeting egg whites versus the yellow of the egg that's giving you cholesterols who's heard that a lot or perfectly balanced whole eggs versus incomplete egg whites depending on your point of view so you may be surprised at what I'm about to tell you okay so we're gonna look at nutritional facts of white rice and quinoa first one that we're gonna just closely monitor so if we have white rice here okay and we have quinoa here what is the difference between these two foods 
Hey Kay, how are you doing guys? Any questions down below? I want you to tell me because I can help you with this one. This is a subject close to my heart. Okay, let's compare. Calories in white rice, one cup, 194. Calories in one cup of quinoa, 222. Okay, well, a little bit of difference in calories. Who counts calories? Not we, but just giving you a comparison. Protein in quinoa, eight grams. Protein in rice, four grams. Uh, let's give you another fact. Fat in quinoa, about four grams per cup. And fat in white rice, 0.6. Okay, quinoa a little bit heavier at the minute. More calories, more fat, but more protein. Um, let's say fiber. So fiber in quinoa, 5.2 grams. And in white rice, only 1.4. And then there's a list of, I'm not gonna go through every single one, there's a list of mineral and vitamins that this particular food has, both of them have. Now, beyond the nutritional label, let's forget about that. If you didn't know how to read these labels, not many people do, quite frankly. What white rice is, lower in fiber, so it may be ideal if you have a certain digestive issues. If you have certain digestive issues, you're told not to eat wholemeal food. Okay, so if I am now coaching a client who has a digestive issue and I'm saying you need to eat quinoa, they're not going to be very happy. So suddenly that food is not a, a superfood for them, is it? So superfood for one person isn't a superfood for another. So white rice is low in fiber. It may be ideal for people with digestive issues where quinoa is high quality protein to other grains, a particularly good choice for plant-based eaters. So if I'm coaching a client who's plant-based, then I will build a protein plate for them because there is no one source that has a complete protein. So we were looking at building that protein plate with lots of different ingredients. That's why it's not as simple. That's why I need to understand what the goal is before I would just say these are superfoods and I'm gonna eat these, I'm gonna be really healthy. Enriched in, so white rice is enriched in most developed countries. Um, many nutrients are stripped out during processes but then they're added back in. Filling, quinoa is very filling due to more fiber protein and resistance starch, so it could be a better option for fat loss or weight maintenance. Um, rice is beneficial for people who are gaining weight, okay? There are people who want to gain weight. I know, most of us probably want to lose it, but there are athletes who are running marathons, um, who are running triathlons. They cannot, they cannot eat quinoa. <laughs> they can. I mean, they can eat it, but they will be recommended, their recommended food, if they go for a, a nutrition consultation, would be high carb diet, which would be white rice that would fulfill that particular. And the biggest thing, if you've grown up with white rice, guys, you've grown up 20 years, 30 years with white rice, your parents gave you that, you had loads of it. Suddenly now you've been told you need to stop that. Stopping versus reducing, two different things, okay? Um, Quinoa is rich in phytonutrients, it has uh, heart disease, uh, um, it helps fight heart disease and cancers. Okay, so quinoa, pretty good. White rice, also good at the same time, but for the right people, if that makes sense. Significant in culture. So, you know, white rice is really significant culture, like we said. And then quinoa is naturally gluten-free. So if you're looking for gluten-free diet, quinoa is a good option. And then the, the this, these are all the good parts about both the foods and then when we come to the parts that not so great so possibly easier to overeat so what are the drawbacks of white rice let's have a look at that general possibly really easy to overeat now some of you guys know what i'm talking about you're used to eating rice which is we, we kind of you fill up the plate of rice and then put a little bit of sauce on the top whether that's chicken curry whether that's 
dal we're having, whether that's beans we're having, you know, depending on which culture, what cultures we've come from. I remember very clearly having lots of rice and then tiny bit of um, uh, dal or curry on the top. That's how we ate. We ate rice three times more. Even now, if you went to my mom's house right now and she was making rice, there will be a lot more rice. Actually, not probably now she's reduced it, but she does give you because that's that's how we have been brought up with. So easy to eat, and, and you don't feel full either, do you? Because this is so um, easy to digest that it is uh, has a very low fiber content. So higher fiber content foods make you feel fuller. Um, sometimes too filling for people trying to gain weight but struggling with appetite. That's quinoa. Not, not a great problem to have. Okay, sometimes the white rice can be contaminated with arsenic. Mostly a consideration for US produce rice though. Um, jasmine and basmati from North India, North Pakistan and Nepal tend to have the lowest levels of um, arsenic in the white rice. That's why it needs to be washed really, really well before you actually cook it. I will go through that topic once where you, I'm going to teach you how to cook food in the most nutritional uh, manner. Uh, ma manner. Um, and then quinoa is a carrier of saponin. A, it's an acid which reduces mineral absorption and risks increase of kidney stones in sensitive people. Okay, so what I'm... Hey Anna, how are you doing? So what I'm showing you here is that there's a good points and not so good points on both the foods. So the fact that this is a, um, a superfood or labeled a superfood is not as straightforward. It's not as simple. It depends what your goal is. Somebody came to me with weight loss goal or weight gain goal. I'll be giving them two different things to eat, not the same. Um, so that's a big thing to remember. So the takeaway really in here, enriched white rice mostly holds its own nutrient content. Both grains can be a good choice, depends on your context and goals. Now, let's go to the point number two. This is my favorite one. Iceberg lettuce or kale? Which one is more posher? Which one would you like to eat? In my house, I have both. Now, iceberg lettuce, some people say it's a total waste and it lacks nutrient. And some people say about kale, Superfood packed with vitamin X oxidant, antioxidants and fiber. What's the reality? Okay, iceberg lettuce, 10 calories. Kale, 33.5. Did you know that? <laughs> Again, I said it doesn't matter about calories because it's all about context. Um, you've got um, protein, 2.2 gram in kale. You've got 0.6 in, in, uh, in lettuce, not much in there. The fat is very similar, it's 0.5, 0.1, hardly worth talking about. Carbs are 6.7 in kale versus 2.3 in iceberg. And then um, the fiber is 1.3 and 0.9, again, not massive thing to talk about here. Now, iceberg lettuce is rich in um, certain phytochemicals which are uh, really good for you. And then kale is rich in another chemicals which are also really good for you, but, um, nothing different to the iceberg in terms of its total vitamin content. So beyond the nutritional label, what have we learned? Iceberg lettuce might be better for choice for you if you are more likely to eat a salad. You might not like kale, okay? So if you don't like kale, then your option is pretty good to have a lettuce. I mean, if you like both, then why not have both foods to eat? Because both of them are good. Hello, Ali Khan, my brother's joined me. Why arsenic? I'll come back to you with that, um, that, with that answer with the white rice, mum. So iceberg lettuce, if you don't like salads full stop, you're starting vegetables, you're going to find it really easy to eat because hardly got any taste to it. Can only stomach kale with an excessive amount of butter, salad, dressing or oil. If you're having your kale completely covered in, in dressing, then you have lost maybe the, pl 
not the plot, you've lost why you're actually eating kale. That means you're forcing it down because you actually don't like the taste. Um, we'll happily eat a large quantity of lettuce. If you can eat large quantity of lettuce, that's good for you. It's got lots of good things in it, but can only manage a couple of bites of kale. So kale is very much not everybody likes it. We really need to remember that's absolutely fine. If you don't like it, you choose your menu. You need to choose what's right for you. Uh, also, iceberg lettuce gives a nice crunch. You're gonna put kale in the burger. When you're making a kale, when you're making your burger, I don't think you're gonna put kale in your burger. Good luck if you like it, amazing but I'd rather have my lettuce in there. It has um, more volume in terms of, uh, you can eat lots of it because it's very low in calorie. And then if you're trying to increase your vegetable intake, like I said, iceberg is one of the, the higher, really high up in terms of people's choices. Uh, most people, it says 97% of people like iceberg lettuce. Kale might be a better choice for you if you like it, number one. Want to expand your vegetable repertoire, if you like to increase your menu of vegetables, you, you're like, mm, I can tolerate that, I'll have that. Well, great, because it has got a different type of vitamins and, and minerals that you want to put in your food. And that you enjoy the meatiness and a thick texture it provides in your shake. So for me, this is a big one for shakes. And I think it does a really good job, job when it comes to increasing, or if you find it difficult to eat vegetables, popping in a shake is amazing. Most of you have actually seen that shake with me um, that I make which is one cup of kale, one cup of um, spinach, and then um, some lemon juice in it and, and whiz it around, that's it. So the takeaway is kale beats iceberg lettuce in nutrient content, but iceberg crunch, uh, crunch water content and mellow flavor makes a good option for many people. Okay, so point number three. Point number three is coconut oil or olive oil. So everyone, everyone is at the moment talking about how coconut oil is superfood. Is it really superfood um, compared to olive oil? What's actually wrong with olive oil? So olive oil is rich in vitamin, anti-inflammatory compounds, and is healthy fats. But that's all news, huh? Coconut oil is a superfood because it contains metabolism boosting, medium chain triglycerides. MCTs, which is everywhere because you can buy MCT oil on Amazon and all of the health shops. However, the difference is not huge. So extra virgin olive oil, 119 calories versus coconut oil, 116 calories, three calories difference. The fat content, exactly the same, 13.5 on each side. You've got saturated, which is um, extra virgin olive oil, have 11.7 and coconut oil has 1.9 and so on. So I don't wanna keep giving you lots of these details, but when it comes to um, the nutrient levels, both of them are good for you. However, who would like more olive oil versus who would like more coconut oil? Want to, if you, olive oil might be a good choice for you or better choice for you if you want to minimize saturated fats or prioritize heart healthy fats. So you may be someone who suffers from heart condition or you have a family history of that. Olive oil for you is a better choice. If you're looking for a plant-based replacement for butter and you want to replace other vegetable oils in salad dressing or for oven roasting. So that's a good option. Coconut oil might be a better choice for you if you don't get much saturated fats from other sources, are looking for a plant-based replacement for butter or shortening in caked in baked goods, or want to add um, a coconut flavor to savory dishes. Not much difference was there really? Not really. So you could then eat either of them, they're fine. So the takeaway here, hey Sonia, how are you doing? In, uh, so Mary is saying that in Italy they have fried greens with garlic in sandwich. Wow, that's nice. Fried greens, try that actually. So you could have kale sandwich. 
Um, you could actually, you could have some awesome bread um, and then you could put some kale in there and you could put some, uh, one maybe another type of vegetable to give it a crunch. You could, so takeaway, olive oil wins out over coconut oil nutritionally, little tiny bit, but best choice depends on overall intake when you're cooking. If you hate coconut oil in your food, why would you pick that option? Only because someone's told you that is a better option, but you haven't actually researched it. So it is not a better option, is it? That's what you're, this is the point of this particular conversation. Um, I hope Natalia is watching. Natalia, this, this whole session has been brought in for you because you asked for the whole eggs versus regular food. Okay, so there's a big hype about white eggs. Uh, white eggs, when I say white eggs, meaning the white of the eggs and the whole eggs. What is the difference between these two? Simple. Whole eggs raise your cholesterol and are bad for your heart. Or whole eggs are one of the most nutritious food on the, on the earth. These are the two things you've probably heard. Which one is true? Egg whites. Since they're basically pure protein, it's always better to choose egg whites. Or when you eat egg whites, you're missing the healthiest part of the egg. You need to decide what's right for you. These are the claims. These are the claims I'm talking about. One whole egg has about 70 odd calories. Uh, and egg, two egg whites will have about 30 calories. Okay, that's the difference. You're on a weight loss. If you're on a weight loss diet and you want to uh, increase your um, protein intake and decrease some of your yellows, then you can bring it down. But then you, if you're taking the yellow away from the egg, you've got to remember that you are missing out on the nutrients from that. Is it worth the trade-off? You have to decide that. Okay, egg yolks are rich in um, choline which plays important role in brain function and eye health. Okay, you miss that out, you don't have that. And it also seems to um, help with, it lowers the age-related um, age eye degeneration. And egg whites are rich in protein, pure protein, so they're really high quality protein. One of the absolute best sources of protein is egg whites. So beyond the nutrition label, let's see whole eggs, white eggs, why should we have one or the other, the good points have a distinct flavor, the whole egg, they're tasty on their own. They can be hard boiled, easy to take around as a snack, include the yolk, which contains majority of the egg's most beneficial nutrients. So the yolk has the most benefit, beneficial nutrient if you're gonna eat the egg. Egg whites is ideal for anyone looking to boost protein intake with minimal added calories. So weight loss, fine for that. Can be added to too many dishes, can be added to many dishes, seasoned creatively because of its natural taste. So I had I made this morning a egg white omelette which had all kinds of vegetables and this egg white was poured on top of this almost like an omelette and that was amazing. Sometimes I do have egg whites and sometimes I have full eggs. It just depends on how much workout I have done. So they can be used together for the best worlds. They won't increase blood cholesterol or risk of heart disease for most people. Should always be cooked, white ones should always be cooked um, because they are they, they contain evidin, a nutrient that prevents both uh, biotin absorption. So they should be cooked. So do not be eating the egg whites in a shake because that's not recommended. Okay, what's the, what's the worst part of eggs? Should likely to be minimized for people with diabetes, heart disease, or um, high cholesterols. And may be considered bland. So the only bad thing about white eggs is just it may be considered bland because there is no much taste to it if you're used to eating the full eggs. So what's the takeaway about what egg whites and eggs? Egg whites, superfood, eggs, old-fashioned. Egg whites have a fewer nutrients in the whole egg. You love eggs. Awesome. So do you, how many do you have, Jeanette? Tell me that and I can let you know that what is a portion for female and male portion. 
and also what the goal is as well. So let me know that in the comment below and I can help you with that. So egg whites have fewer nutrients than whole eggs, but unless you have specific health condition, the choice comes down to personal preference. Moving on to our number four. What's number four? Banana versus blueberries. This is a big one. This really is a big one. They are fattening. Bananas, what's the claim? The claim is that egg, the bananas are fattening um, higher in calories than other carbs. Blueberries are superfoods because of their cancer-fighting antioxidants. Okay, let's have a look. Perfect. So two eggs for a female, three for a male is a generic portion, depending, without me knowing your goals or anything like that, absolutely fine. Um, and they are very, very good uh, choice of foods to have. If you could go for free range, it's even better. If you want to make it even higher uh, quality in terms of organic, it's even better. Some of the things I would always recommend to go superior quality if possible, not because they're superfoods at all, because of their uh, where they're coming from. Okay, so bananas have a calories 133, one cup. We're going for all, all cups. Um, and then blueberries have 84, so difference of 50 calories between the two. Um, protein levels, no fruits don't have protein apart from one gram, so never never take protein because, uh, never think fruit has protein. Um, they don't have fat either because they are carbs, but the carbs are higher, so banana has 34 grams of carbs in one cup and blueberries has 24, so not a huge amount of difference. Uh, in terms of fiber, they both are exactly the same, both have same fiber, all fruits have a lot of fiber. And in terms of sugar, blueberries 15 um, grams per 100 and then we have 18 grams per 100 in banana. Quite high sugar, aren't they? Fruits. Hence the fruits need to be controlled and not have too many off. So banana are rich, bananas are rich in so many um, areas and vitamins and it's got vitamin C, vitamin K, vitamin B6, it's got magnesium, potassium, one banana covers your whole days of potassium, copper and magnesium. And blueberries again has also those things but a little bit less off, okay. Um, they're rich in other things like antioxidants. So beyond the nutrition labels, banana might be a better choice for you. Why? Bananas might be better for you if you need easily digestible carbs before, during and after workout. So many people who do a workout, who are athletes, who do triathlons, tri um, marathons, half marathons, they're a regular runner, 5k runs, uh, do intense exercise, maybe crossfit, maybe lift weights. You can take a banana with you and you can continue to work because that banana will fuel your workout if it's longer than say 45 minutes to an hour. So great one for during, after or before workout. Um, they're also, bananas are, uh, are looking for good source of, um, if you're looking for good source of potassium, so if your doctor's told you you need potassium, the natural way of getting potassium is having a banana. It also has vitamin C and B6 in it. If you are on the go, always carry a banana with you, much better than having a Mars bar, absolutely. Do we even, does, does, is a Mars bar still around? I haven't even seen it. I mean, I'm not saying I don't eat chocolate, I do, trust me, but I've just not seen Mars bar for a very long time. Um, and some people have it because they like the taste, okay? Now, blueberries might be better for you if you are on lower carbohydrate diet. Now, you see, what is your goal here? If your goal is weight loss and you're wanting to lower your carbohydrates because you don't do a lot of activity. So if you do a lot of activity, you shouldn't just lower your carbs without understanding the point that you need to support your activity with that. But if you say right now we are in lockdown and we are sitting a lot and we're having two, three bananas in a day, what's going to happen is that you will put the weight on because bananas are purely carbs and sugars and all of the vitamins are good food for it. But in comparison to what our movement is, they're not quite the right foods. Maybe one's okay. I have half in the morning with my porridge, 
But maybe the day I do three workouts with my clients, I would probably put whole banana in it because I need it. Um, blueberries might be a better choice if you're looking for a good source of vitamin C or K. So again, if you've been told you're lower on those, have blueberries. Um, you have to wash them, you have to dry them before you eat them, or you have to wash at least, um, you know, before you take them. So it's not easy to transport, really. And then, if also, if, the, if you like the taste. So my takeaway for that would be, despite bananas higher in carb and sugar content, they can just be as healthy as, as uh, healthy as blueberries. So despite bananas being high carb, high carb, high sugar, they can be just as healthy. It just depends on what your goal is. My goal is different to your goal, so our food will vary. But very important is, do you like the bananas? If you don't like, my kids, both my kids, believe it or not, do not like bananas since they were little. And I have, I have, I've been massively um, jealous of other mums that used to bring banana for our, you know, when you had this little group that we used to have, uh, parents and toddler group. And there, all the other mums, my friends, uh, some might be watching now, they would peel the banana and just pass it over to the kid and the kid would chomp it down. My child, no, not once, not even once. They would just not entertain that fact of banana. Even now when I make shakes for them, if they smell the banana taste, they run a mile. I don't know why, because me and their dad, hi nuts, how are you doing? Me and the dad both, um, we're happy with bananas, we like it. I think their dad might not like it, I'm not sure actually, I can't remember. I can't remember, does he like bananas? We always have bananas in our house. Um, but yeah, they don't eat that. I think they will not eat that. Even if they're stuck on desert island, the banana will be the last thing, the sand will be first. Anyway, so how super food is, um, how super a food it depends on you. So that's really the main uh, point here. Okay, so when you think on, you listen to these magazines, you buy all these foods and you think you're doing the best thing and you wanna eat all healthy, what you really look at is what is your goal? Is it to be healthy? Is the goal to lose weight? Is the goal to run a particular uh, 5K, a 10K? You might have a, you might be in a competition, sports. What is the goal here? First is that, then what your priorities are. What is your priority? Have you got time to work out? Have you, have you got, uh, is, is the finance your issue? Or, you know, what is, what is your priorities? Then your individual body, i.e., are you allergic to things? What, what are your intolerances? What are your illnesses? What is your medical condition? So that's the other point that you want to think about. And then the most important thing to me is that you have to fall in love with your food. You have to love it. I cannot tell you how happy I am to wake up in the morning and have my beloved porridge. I, I'm absolutely serious. I do not care if you think I'm sad, I do not care what you think of that, but I wake up in the morning and I do my stretch or my workout, whatever I need to do. Once I've done that, I go down myself, I'm happy to have breakfast on my own, do not need an audience or anything like that, and I will cook my porridge, and I will, as you've seen the photos that I've posted on social media, I'll cook my porridge and I will pop the half chopped up banana in there, then I'll pop my chia seeds, and I lovingly stir it because I love my food. Not because that food is, that, that the taste for me is number one. It supports my goals, it supports my priorities, and I love it, so there's no reason for not having it, right? But this particular food might not be right for you. You might absolutely hate it, just fine. You might like something else. There's plenty of options. And so preferences, build a menu that you love. Build a menu of food that you like and repeat that weekly. Don't go, 
Try other foods, but don't be forced into foods because you've read it in a magazine. Don't be forced into foods because you think it's right for you because it depends what your goal is, like we just said. So preference of what foods you like. Is it iceberg lettuce or is it kale that you want to eat? My kids don't eat kale. There's no way they're gonna even touch it right now. But I was like that when I was little. I don't even think kale was around. But they will eat the iceberg lettuce. Which I'll, take, I'll take that option. I'd rather they had one or the other. So happy days. And then, ah, uh, no, oh, okay. There's a good question there. I'll come back to you, Jeanette, one second. So. And then what is your current diet? Is it a vegan for life? Is it plant-based? That's also important. This is why we don't deem foods good or bad. It's about choosing more or less optimal foods for you and supporting your goal. Okay, so no single food will transform your diet. No single foods will transform your diet. But these tips will help. So I'm gonna go through five, four tips that I talk about in every single session that we have. So when you are looking at the whole health, the wholeness of you, what are the other contributions? So let's just let's look at what Jeanette has put down on there. Jeanette, my son doesn't like bananas either. Okay, I couldn't even pay him to eat one. High five with that one. We're both the same because my son are both of them, both of them as well. I have two. You know, you think one will eat it. Anyway, I, I there's plenty of other fruits they like. They like fruits, so that's absolutely fine. Um, Jeanette said, I like porridge, but can only eat the packet one. Is that okay? It, you know, like I said, food is not, it's no good. There's no good foods or bad foods. I want you to know that first and foremost. The difference between, I can tell you the difference between the porridge, which is in a packet, it has been uh, milled very finely. What actually happens is things when they're milled finely, they're good for your digestive system because they will absorb really quickly, but they may leave you feeling hungry quickly. Um, the packets one, where the rolled oats, which are more wider, so the oat in itself is wider, it will, it will take time to digest, it has more minerals in it. The more the things have been crushed, the more things have been mashed and blended, the less nutrients in that particular food versus the foods which are whole. But you know what? Porridge is still a better choice than cereals. It just depends on your starting point. If you think, I can only eat the packet one, then you've got to stick to it, that's absolutely fine. If you've tried the whole organic porridge and you think, I cannot deal with this taste, I would say try it and if you think this is not for me I can't eat it but then go back to that because it's better that you ate there and you enjoyed it and you loved it you absolutely fell in love with it that you look forward to your breakfast versus Farah said that one is better and um, why can't I eat it she likes it why can't I like it well different taste buds we have we have been brought up differently we like different things which is completely fine so that's my advice on that versus saying is good or bad it's just that one in a packet is finely milled and it's ready that the, the reason for doing that is quick it's already measured for you so 30 mil you stick it in a bowl you can actually put milk in there directly can't you I think um, and you cook it in the microwave I like to take a little bit of time especially during the lockdown I've really enjoyed making my porridge in the way that I do now and I really enjoy it so I don't mind giving that time to that or, or my priorities are that my breakfast take can take a little longer than it has to because I love making it into a nutrition nutritious bowl of heaven with some peanut butter and some little fruits on top. Different every day it's a different thing. Ah, you were brought up smelling the milky rolled oats. Mmm, that sounds good. And just can't. Okay, that's completely fine. Completely fine. Do you know you and again? You can vary your breakfast. Another breakfast idea would be um, some 
yogurt, which is high in protein, so phage yogurt, F-A-G-E, not percent, would have uh, it's 10 grams of protein per 100. So you could have that with some fruits on top, some granola on top. I'm going to make a homemade granola, so look out for that recipe coming soon. Gonna start to put, um, just share the recipes with you. I was thinking the other day, I actually make lots of things at home. I love cooking, um, I love trying different kinds of foods. And um, one day I would love to have a studio where I can actually create these dishes and just bring them directly to you because this is, this is something I do daily. It's not like I have to uh, put it on a show, if you know what I mean. I guess I'd need to put on the cameras, but it's something I make. So I'm gonna share that with you guys, just different ways and give you some ideas and inspiration to get you going, to get you thinking differently about your food and to make you fall in love like I do because I know how it feels and if, if you resonate, if it resonates with you what I'm saying, then you know exactly how you feel about your breakfast. So, no single food will transform your diet. Number one, eat slowly. So these are four tips I can give you that you need to consider when trying to, trying to be healthy or trying to lose weight or whatever your goal may be. So eat slowly to 80% full. That's a hard one. Let that sink in for a second. So you've got your plate. Everyone is told, finish your plate, finish your plate. Did you, were you brought up like that? 100%, so we can't quite easily change that. But this is a habit of daily. So if you are looking to lose weight, is to eat your food up to 80%. If you eat slowly, the idea is you'll feel full once 80% food is done. Then 20% can go in the fridge, you can have it later, but it's a practice that you need to do to achieve that. Eat a wide variety of minimally processed whole food. This line is huge. A, a wide variety of minimally processed. The more the food is processed, the less nutrients. The less the food is processed, the more nutrients. Simple as that. And consider how food preparation may affect nutrition. So how are you cooking your food? And this is what I said, I'm gonna go through this whole section um, in one day. Maybe I'll bring it in next week actually. Uh, because that there's a huge uh, learning curve for me when I actually did this um, particular training and how to prepare your food that, that's effective. And then think a little better. Think a little better. Small improvements done consistently add up. Okay, Pay attention. What foods make you feel good? What foods don't? Build your personal menu based on the foods that work for you, not, what's, not whatever the superfood of the month is. So that's my final message for today. I really hope you found this um, training, this coaching session useful. And if you have any questions about this topic or any nutrition topic, I would love to go find the answer for you and come back. So every Thursday at six o'clock, join me where I will just bust out the myths and really give us some context versus telling you what to eat and not to eat, okay? That, that will never be the idea of these coaching sessions. It's about educating you so you can make the informed decision and then you can go and decide what's the right food for you and what's not the right food for you. Thank you so much for listening. Is there any more questions? I'm just gonna just go through. I have a phone here. This is why I keep looking over. Um, thank you so much, Camilla, Camilla, for joining. Thank you, Angelica, for joining. Hope you're both well, long time no see. Zainab, hope your fasting is okay, not too painful. Jeanette, thank you for your contribution, Jeanette. I have, Jeanette, I've sent you a message if you could have a look at that, please, about podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Mum, for watching. Thanks, Kay, for watching. Thanks, Anna. Um, thanks, Ali. Thanks, Sonia, for watching. Thanks, I hope you have found this uh, useful. Thanks, Nards.
Nods, my sister, hence I speak to her like that. Nods. I can't wait for you to be a guest speaker on my group. I am happy to do that when you're ready. So um, do look at your message for me, please, Jeanette. And I would like to, ha I'd like to have you on my group too. So thanks, guys. Uh, have a lovely evening. Sunny evening. If you haven't been out for a walk, out you go. I did uh, a five and a half K just now before I did this. And it just only got to seven and a half thousand steps. That means two and a half thousand steps. Oh, I'm on eight, nine. I think I'm counting steps while I'm sitting. I think I must have been really passionate at the conversation. <laughs> so I've done eight, nine. My goal is almost to reach 10,000 steps, especially the day I don't exercise. So no exercise today, only stretching because it's my rest day. I had three sessions yesterday. So tomorrow I have two sessions and so three sessions tomorrow. So there won't be any walk tomorrow. There will be a walk, but not as long. So five and a half K didn't feel much really. So I felt like I needed to do more. Thanks Kay, have a nice evening guys and I will catch you next week. Please let me know what other topic you would like me to bring in. It really helps So this particular topic was a, a um, request from Natalia. Hope Natalia you'll get to watch it on a replay because you have missed it or you're here and I can't see you. Sometimes it doesn't let me see everybody. Thank you so much guys, really appreciate joining me and asking questions and just spending the evening with me. Thank you so much, bye. everybody this is far again i wanted to invite you to the best thing i've ever created inside the deep health community it's a challenge and we call it the 30-day anti-diet challenge every professional woman is one challenge away from achieving the life where she can gain control over her health and her weight loss i've created this challenge to help you lose up to 10 pounds in weight no matter where you are in your weight loss journey this challenge is going to help you to understand why the diets you've tried in the past that haven't worked and why eating this way can revolutionize the way you look at food and transform your body and create that ultimate success. I recommend highly you do this right now. Stop this video, pause it, go online and press the 30dayantidietchallenge.com and join the next challenge. The next challenge starts in few days.